Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. That was the <laughs> that was the vibe I was getting from our energy in here Isn't tonight. Isn't that Looney Tunes? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you literally went like, <laughs> dude! I just like let out all my air and was stretching. Bro. Oh my god! Oh my god! Start this shit over. No. Okay, let's this go with the- it. <laughs> That's the beginning of this episode. Dang it. Yeah, and all right. Well, this ha- is your episode then. However way you want to draw a conclusion <laughs> from Looney Tunes to frequencies. Do it because this episode is about frequencies. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is specifically about uh, what the blanket term for it is sacred frequencies. Ryan, have you ever heard of sacred frequencies? Well, yeah, I have. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan, as goes with everything, Ryan introduced me to uh, sacred frequencies. I get it, Ryan. You introduced me to everything I like. Okay, I get it. Dude, I'm unoriginal. Just sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, um, so we're, we're going to be talking about sacred frequencies. Um, Which I just want to throw this out there. I listen to these every night. I, I'm at the point now um, where I, I just feel like I can't sleep without them. I really enjoy having them on. Yeah, so I have, I have also listened to the solfeggio frequencies. We're going to go into them. This is going to be a deep dive about frequencies. Um, but but uh, I've listened to them for maybe three months or so, at least two yeah. or three months. Every single night before I go to bed, uh, my wife and I put them on and listen to them. Um, so just just generally, these sacred frequencies are said to like resonate with the human body and have profound positive effects. And there's like scientific studies for this. Oh, really? Because I did a lot of research, and I'm about to tell you about some scientific examples. Okay, so full disclosure, when, when, we, <laughs> when, we, when we met to like plan this episode out, we had the brilliant idea that Nick take the lead on a topic, and Nick do all the research, and Nick is going to kind of uh, guide our gentle little streams of consciousness into understanding what frequencies are. So I, had, I don't know what like research he stumbled across. I'm willing to bet it's a lot of the same stuff I have. Yeah. But... I think uh, there might be some twists and turns here. In your... I think so too. And I also think you'll be able to fill out plenty of the knowledge that I may not have found or may not have touched on. So, but, but um, yeah, I did a little bit of digging because it's, it's something that I found particularly really seriously interesting. Um, because when Ryan told me a few months ago, dude, there are these sacred frequencies. And when you listen to them, they literally alter your, your reality, D, your DNA. They literally alter your body. They have profound effects on the body. You know, the first reaction to that is like, that's some cuckoo shit. Like, <laughs> it so, is, you're, but- so you're telling me I can listen to these like sounds and, and it's going to have effects on my physical body. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that like how skeptics sound in your mind? Yes. And I, yeah, and, right, and, dude. you know, I have part of my brain is skeptical. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, the, the logic left brain. Yeah. The logic centers in my brain are very analytical. And so, you know, when, when I heard that, it's like, okay, sure. But like, why, why does, 
why does it have profound effects on the human body? It's you magic, know? bro. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> wow, good answer. Yeah. It is. And like quantum <laughs> physics and cymatics but, and shit like that. Yeah, but, but at any rate, it, it's, you know, it was something that seriously piqued my curiosity and my interest. So um, we're going to talk about them today. And and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain to you guys the significance of these frequencies and um and talk about a little bit of the history and stuff because the, those were the things that helped to ease like the skeptical side of my mind because as long as as long as there's some sort of answer you know I'm I can think outside of the box I I can you know I I can I can think outside of the box but there's got to be some kind of basis in either history or science or something f- in, in order for me to believe it right like yes. I don't think I don't I'm that think, way too. Believe it or not, right? It, it, I don't think that's crazy to believe. Like with all the stuff that we believe in, I'm, you know. We, as funny as it sounds, sorry to cut you off, but no, okay. uh, before we hit record, you actually told me I have full reign to cut you off. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> so please cut me off as <laughs> no, much as you want. I was just gonna. I was just gonna add to what you were saying. Um, I'm like that too. Like I only believe something if there's some form of um, evidence that indicates. It actually is true. And a lot of people might not think that. Now, my style, I like to say shocking shit for a reason. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been through some shocking stuff that alters your perception, alters your understanding of reality, whatever. So I'm always just trying to say some shocking stuff and get people to think different and out of the box. But the reality is I've, I've you know, I've met some very credible scientists, members of the intelligence community, some secret society members like Rosicrucian spirit scientists and things like that. And I've been taught a lot of things from that angle, from like a scientific evidence-based angle. And you you got to remember like this isn't very widely known because these people exploited us for the most part not naming names <laughs> yeah of who exploited probably us probably not yeah probably not but <laughs> um there are some people who did some scientific research we were just talking about this bro before we hit record yeah. remember like some some people made patents based off of my dad's psychic downloads right yeah so you know over over many years of my life i've come to believe that if there's something mystical and like you know, all the millennials on TikTok are looking into like crystals and karma and shit. There's probably something to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you do your own research, you compare it against scientific research and whatever, and you form your opinion. But, and but before yeah. we fully dive into frequencies, may I just remind you that sure. that was my crystal reference. All right. You did it. <laughs> you can check that box for the episode, Ryan. All right. Carry on. Okay. So, um, so what what I wanted to finish saying before you rudely cut me off, I never get with you your back. permission. <laughs> uh, so I've been listening to these things for months because um, Ryan and I had a deep conversation about them, and I told a lot of people about them because they, it's had really profound effects on me, which I'll go into a little bit later. But I thought it would be interesting when we decided to do uh, this episode, and I I you know decided I was going to head up kind of the research for it. I thought it would be really cool if the entire week prior to recording this episode, I stopped listening to frequencies. He took this seriously too. I literally would be playing them like today during the day while we were like, you know, we made waffles this morning. He came from Fayetteville and you know, usually our recording process is he and his wife stay the whole weekend with me. And when I turned him on today to have the background noise, he was like, turn him off. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to assure you guys, he's take, he took this very seriously for a week. Yeah. And and Ryan, you know, takes them very seriously. Like he'll to listen to them. Yeah. If he's not playing, anything off of his phone he's playing frequencies out yeah. loud no matter what we're doing yeah so. i usually i usually am all, I'm playing frequencies out of my phone every night when i sleep they play out of my phone at a volume so that i can hear them but anyway yeah um as a baseline just to establish the the entire concept behind these frequencies we'll get a little bit scientific for a second and just explain what a frequency is a frequency is just a it's essentially just a sound it's essentially a tone right like uh as my voice as i'm talking right now you can hear my voice going up and down and it's changing frequency every tiny little fractional change of that tone is a different frequency now i just have a question about that sure sure um the way i understood frequency is like you know, a sound wave going through a certain it, it what it is is it, it wave is, cycle. It, is it that is, correct? It essentially like rotates, for lack of a better word. It's like so a, a sound appears as a, a wave. A wave. A wave, right. right. And each time that wave goes up and down, that is one cycle, you could say. Right, right. right exactly. Okay, cool. So the way that you measure these frequencies is via those cycles. 
um, and you measure how many of those parabolas, how many of those cycles. Now, now naturally, the measurement is in hertz, correct? Right. Yeah, hertz. So HZ, hertz. So basically, hertz is one of those cycles. Okay. So one hertz is essentially one of those cycles. Okay. Right. So, um, and it's within a second. So however many cycles happens in a second, that creates. That's the hertz. Exactly. That creates the hertz, okay. which creates the specific note or tone that you're hearing. Um, and, and so that's, that's just generally how it works. So you're um, telling me there's sacred frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. The, this is something that was discovered in like ancient times. I've got some, I've got some dates and stuff pulled up here that it's, it's pretty profound stuff. But first I thought it would be cool if we talk about the solfeggio frequencies. Okay. Um, so for most of these sacred, uh, these sacred frequencies are either, known as solfeggio frequencies or theta wave frequencies, which we've, I mean, we've talked about. Yeah, we, we talked about thetas. That's just like, I, I believe at first I said it was zero to eight hertz, but I was wrong. Theta frequencies are in the four to eight hertz. Right. Which is a very low frequency band. And to be clear, some consider theta waves to be any, uh, any frequency from zero to 20 hertz. Hmm. That's that's like a, a widespread thing as well, but the the theta waves which have profound effects on the human brain typically are found between four and eight or four and ten. There are there are some theta waves. That, that there's been some studies done that prove that around ten hertz there can be profound Damn. effects and stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> me being. But so check I'm it shocked. out. Check it out. You you were genuinely shocked there. Yeah. <laughs> the sound of genuine shock. It well, was... we can't hear the audience be shocked, so I'll represent them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. That sounds good. Yo, uh, the frequencies are sick. Sick, bro. And there's, there's, there are, uh, there are nine main um, solfeggio frequencies. So I want to talk about those solfeggio frequencies first, because um, essentially what we have is the solfeggio frequencies. They have profound uh, numerology. Yeah, well, they they do, but theta wave is more geared towards getting your mind in like a brain waves. Yeah, it, get, it getting your mind in a state of deep sleep. It's like theta waves are meant to replicate what if what it's like what your brain is doing when you're in deep sleep. So fegio frequencies, however, are are different. The, these can have an effect on your body without putting your brain into that sort of state or whatever. Um, so th there's nine. There's nine main ones, and each one is uh, each one has a, a separate uh, effect on the body or the mind. So I'm gonna go through them real quick. I just want to list them, right? Okay. So there's nine main uh, solfeggio frequencies, right? Uh, it, and these are the sacred ones. Well, yeah. I mean, these are sacred. Theta waves are technically considered sacred as well because okay. there's tons of research on theta waves that dates back hundreds and hundreds of years too. But, um, but so with these main nine solfeggio frequencies, I'm gonna kind of go through them because they each uh, have a different profound effect on the the mind and body. Can I ask you a quick question? Please. Would you say, based on your research, that you determined that that is an accurate claim? Absolutely. I mean, there's sick. So, so there, I should keep listening. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's actual real scientific research done behind this, and I'm going to dive so, in. So, spoiler, I already knew the answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen the scientific research, but right. I just thought it would be funny to see how you'd answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for... You handled it with uh, beautiful elegance and grace. And poise. And, and, and um, the floor you. is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> so, I'm going I'm to go over these nine frequencies, the nine uh, solfeggio frequencies. The first one we have is uh, the low lowest, which is 174 hertz. Um, this one is used for letting go emotionally and physically. This is also known to be um, like a cleansing kind of tone. So this right. is this is frequently used in meditation, like, you know, all sorts of meditation. They, there are, you know, the singing bowls. Have you ever right. seen those singing yes, bowls? Yes, I, I have. And those are tuned to these frequencies. Right, right. Right. Um, so letting go emotionally and physically, it, it's also cleansing. Now this is this is really cool. Um, the, it's also been found in many, many, many cases to uh, actually relieve physical pain, like literally relieve physical pain. People would go in with splitting migraines, and after thirty minutes of listening to one seventy four hertz, 
the pain is completely gone. Interesting. So it's a, it's almost like a, it's like an analgesic or whatever the word is. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know how to pronounce I, yeah. it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say anal on this podcast, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> I had to. Damn it. You know, <laughs> you know, I had to do it to him. Uh, <laughs> he had to do it to me. Yeah. So, so that one is, yeah, that one's typically, it's, it's just letting go, sort of realigning, cleansing. It's relieving your body of pain, that, that, that sort of thing. The next one, the next one is 285 hertz, which this one is actually for, for body rejuvenation is, is kind of like the typical, the, the way that people explain it. And what that means is realigning your chakras. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So re- realigning your chakras, realigning. Shout out Naruto. <laughs> Shout out Naruto. <laughs> Naruto's our boy. Yeah. Uh, but but it, yeah, it, it sort of it realigns you. It rejuvenates your body and your mind and your spirit and your aura. Yeah, it gets you. It, it basically kind of like recalibrates you. So if the first one is is letting go of all the baggage and letting go of all the negative stuff, two eighty five is kind of like a reset. Hmm. It, it helps reset you. You know. Um, and so, yeah, the next one, 396 hertz. And this one is the start of the six main. Um, the original free, solfeggio. Right. Yeah, the original, the original six, six. Which like I want to. Go ahead. Yeah. Which I want to touch on specifically. Um, 396 hertz. This one is. This one's interesting. This one is liberating guilt and fear. So, you know, we've we've talked in the past on this show about fear you know for instance the lady the lady said the fear fear is there's love and there's fear exactly fear is the opposite of love forces and you know what i want to give a quick shout out to our buddy jacob uh jacob said something really really cool uh the other day in our like text chat he said um it was just like a random statement but he said i don't believe human beings were meant to feel guilt yeah like that's 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 definitely a societal thing (laughs) yes for sure not naturally if you do some heinous shit like you you know you should feel guilt but you shouldn't do that right you shouldn't do heinous it it almost seems as if guilt like as a as a concept is like it's just a human construct it's like something that we created suffering from the consequence of like like doing bad things when you feel guilt it feels like unnatural almost. It feels like nasty and it's like something you want to shake off your body, yeah. you know? And so, so at any rate, the, the 396 uh, frequency is, is just meant to kind of help shake all the guilt, the fear and those negative emotions. Right. What was the thing that you said about fear? Negative evil spirits latch on to fear. Yeah. 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 Entities right? attached to you through fear. I mean, that's, that's what the true battlefield is. Check is, this out. It's let's, our minds. Let's, we, we normally think outside of the box. Let's, let's jump in the box for half a second. Ready? So you, by saying negative spirits and negative entities attached to fear, that could also be looked at as, Negative thoughts, negative emotions, fear. Doom. Wait. I <laughs> haven't even finished what I was saying yet. I th- have an idea of where you're going with it, and my mind is <laughs> already blown. Hey, Ryan. Hey. I love you, buddy. And that's all I wanted to say. I was going to say something else, but you know what? I just love you. Dude, you blew my mind. Keep going. I'm going to keep going. Ready? Yeah. So let's jump in the box for a second. <laughs> fear. So if, if negative entities attach to fear, uh, you know, that could also be looked at as like negative emotions and negative feelings and fear perpetuating itself, right? Yeah. When, when you get in a, a mindset of negativity, of, of fear, of whatever, it's almost like this, like, it's like a parasite. It feeds off of it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it has more and more and more to feed on. When you get sad, when you get guilty, when you're, you know, afraid, it's like an avalanche. It just gets more and more and more and more and more. That's why, like people that suffer with anxiety, it, a lot of the times it spirals into a panic attack. Yeah, right. It's just it just feeds on itself and it just goes and goes and goes and grows. Okay, okay, you're freaking me out. Why? Because you're talking about how fear gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. So make me feel better. Will that frequency help me deal with fear? Absolutely. Three ninety six is is meant to liberate guilt and fear. So this is wild. Uh, and and I'm gonna get into this deeper a little later, but um, the way, just a little uh, a spoiler, real quick. The way that they measure that this shit actually works is observing DNA with UV light. They shine UV light through DNA, and they can see the the profound differences. So 
uh, they, they are able to shine UV light through DNA and, and observe, you know, th- under a microscope and see basically how emotions literally affect our DNA. It shows up in shapes, in patterns, in like discoloration, in dark spots on the DNA or dark, you know, splotches. What? Shout out Dr. Masaru Emoto. Yes, which I want to, I definitely want to talk about him. In oh, this is that episode. in your research too? No, I, I wanted you to. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Masaru I'll, I'll add that later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's move to the next one. 417. Um, now this That's my one, favorite. Yeah, 417 <laughs> is, is dope. Uh, this one is, and it's the second of the main six, the original six. Undoing situations and facilitating change. Now, I, I, I looked at quite a few of like the different descriptions of each of these uh, frequencies. And in most of them, this one actually is like undoing negative situations. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like... Well, just to, to be fully like clear here, all of these are alleged to have a positive effect. Yeah. Like some medicine for the soul kind of thing. Well, this is wild. So, so yeah, these frequencies, these specific frequencies are all, you know, said and believed Like to healing. Have, yeah, profound positive effects. There are frequencies that can have negative effects. Right. So uh, the way I kind of look at this one with like the undoing negative situations and facilitating change, kind of the parable or like the symbolism I see in my head is like, it's, it's putting you back on a track of positivity, right? Because like- Right, it's it, like realigning yourself. Yeah, yeah, which like, you know, the, the 285 is like realigning your body, 396 is shaking off all of those like negative emotions, but then 417, it, it, it's almost reprogramming your mind into thinking positively. It's, it's undoing your negative thought patterns, quite literally. It, it's undoing the, the paths in your brain, which are, are showing to, to be following those negative emotions and are infected with those negative discolorations and those negative, you know what I mean? So it, it is. That's some deep shit. It is. It's like cleansing out the paths in your brain. Uh, and and it's, it's almost like setting you on a track of positivity going forward. So Right, right. Um, next one, 528 hertz. This one is transformation and miracles, DNA repair. Um, the, this, this is one of the ones that they found like the, the most obvious change under the DNA. The, this is the one where they saw um, in, in a few cases, like really, truly life-changing differences. Um, the, things like diseases being cured. Yeah, cancers like, and rats and yes, shit like that, like yes. they had clinical trials. And also, bro, I don't know, I would love the community to get involved trying to find this out, but I saw some videos somewhere where there was this couple who, do you remember the BP oil spill back when we were in high school? Yeah, yeah. Like what deal? year was that? Dude, I don't know, like 2009 or something? Yeah, something like that. You, yeah. You just look it up and kind of like mouth the, the year. Yeah, college. for sure. But anyway, so um, th- that BP oil spill, there are claims, and there's like videos of them doing this. There's claims that there was a couple that blasted 528 hertz into the ocean, and that's what cleared the oil. Wow. Did you come across that? <laughs> no, I Yeah, dude, there's some cool stuff. There's videos of them blasting that frequency into the ocean. Yeah. Th- this. I don't these, know if that... 2010? Okay, so it was 2010. 2010. Yeah, we yeah, were in high school a, yeah. for sure. Yeah, th- these are used widely by, you know, renowned sciences. Scientists, rather. Th- this is not... This is not like... Th- this might sound like really new age yoga type shit, whatever, but no, this is ancient. This, this but, is... I'm this, just going to come out and say it. I think a lot of that stuff that stigmatizes new age is the truth that's been hidden for many eons back from the times of Atlantis and is stigmatized for a reason. I'm a, and as we get closer to the age of Aquarius, that stuff's about to start dripping out. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. We're dripping a lot of it out with this being the light. Oh, stuff. we're dripping. We're dripping. Dude, we, yeah, we got lots of drip. Drip too hard. Well, we got new age drip. Yeah, we got <laughs> new age <laughs> we drip. We got new age drip. Is that going to be a t-shirt or something? Dude, new Bledsoe, age drip? That, that's definitely going to be a Bledsoe said so shirt yeah. um, expected in the future. <laughs> new age drip. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that, that one's all about DNA repair. and, and um, but, but, yeah, this, this stuff is used widely by scientists. This is not... This is not like just some new age, whatever. And I'm going to get into later the history and how I, I believe this is, this was intentionally hidden from us. Oh, for sure. Let's move to the next one. 639 Hertz. This one is connecting and balancing relationships. 
Okay, I want to, we're going to take a step back for a second. I want to, um, Alex just looked up the article and confirmed that what Ryan was saying is About true. About the that, oil. That they, that they blasted 528 hertz into the water where the some of the oil spills occurred. And uh, they, they blasted it for four hours straight. They cleaned the water. The next morning, the water was clear, completely clear. I mean, if that's not proof, uh, nothing is. It, yeah. In 24 hours. In this, 24 hours, the this, oil was gone. This is the kind of stuff, like the solfeggio frequencies and certain, like, oh, new age, whatever. A lot of this, like, new age crap that's really being seriously studied behind the scenes, this is the stuff that people should be, like, spending their lives trying to figure out if it's true or not. Because this is the forbidden shit. Yeah, yeah. This is that forbidden stuff. Like, bro, I don't want to get ahead of you, but I do want to say this because it's exciting. There's a theory that John Lennon's song Imagine was recorded in 528 hertz, and that's why they often. It's just a theory. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd like to look into that myself because as we established, these hertz are a specific note. So if if that song was in 520, the entire song would be one note. You know what I mean? See, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just play drums, dude. Like, I don't know the music. That's why you yeah. had to do this episode. It, was, it would be, the whole song would be like, all I know, imagine all the people living for today. It would, it would just be one. Okay. Note. So that theory is debunked yeah. live on Blood <laughs> Set Zone. It, it would be, it's like a Gregorian chant or something. It's like, you know, it, which by the hey. way, by the way, the Gregorian chants are tuned to the solfeggio frequency. Yeah. That's kind of like one of the secrets that came yeah. up in both of our research. Uh, so, 639 hertz is connecting and balancing relationships. What, what this means in a practical sense, like in your day-to-day life, is, um, you know, if, if you believe in things like astrology, which we do, you know, a, a, a astrology is, we've all had readings done and we talk a lot about it and, you know, whatever. But um, basically, certain people can connect with other people in different ways and some easier than others. And um, if you if you believe in astrology, you you see basically like we have that CoStar app. We use the app yeah. CoStar for, for a lot of our like, you know, rudimentary astrology kind of stuff. It just gives you like daily readings or whatever. Um, and it'll tell you like the people you're supposed to interact with and the people you're supposed to stay yeah. away from. And Sometimes stuff. it's freaking spot on and sometimes it's gibberish sure for sure um but this 639 hertz thing is all about essentially aligning your energy in a way that is like priming you for connecting with people that will drive your chakra your spirit your energy in a positive direction so when you listen to these the 639 hertz the entire concept is like I, this is going to help me basically keep the right people in my life and, yeah. ki- and, and get the po- get the negative people out. It, it, it essentially, yeah, it aligns you, your, your energy in such a way where it, it repels negative relationships and it connects more deeply with positive ones, which that is a really profound one. Yeah. Um, 741 Hertz. This one is super cool because this one is more of a, it affects your brain uh, on like a, a thinking level, a thought processing level. It actually helps you think, literally it helps you think more clearly. This one is all about expression and problem solving. One would also say it's connected to like the throat chakra. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's just exactly, like literally yeah. expressing yourself. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's a, a, that brings up a good point. I'm not going, I'm not diving super deep into the chakra part on this because that one is a little bit less based in science. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. That one's more based on like ancient historical religions and beliefs. And so I, I wanted for this to be a deep dive on frequency so that we can show you all this stuff really does work and this is how. So, um, so you're saying don't mention chakras again. No, no, no. You can definitely mention chakras. I was just saying I didn't do research on chakras. So if you want to fill in the gaps with the chakra stuff, please, please do. Uh, I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, it, that one, uh, it just helps your brain, uh, solves, solve problems more frequently. Scientists yeah. conducted experiments on, on hundreds of people uh, throughout the years where they'll, they'll pose an issue or, you know, to them. Um, and then they'll give them the same issue 24 hours later after having listened to like four hours of frequencies. 
and they, they solve them, you know, in a fraction of the time. It, it would be obviously like the same type of puzzle, but a different one, right? They're not going to give them, they didn't give them the same thing. Um, but a lot of them were like puzzles or, or, or just simple like crosswords or whatever. Um, and in like the majority of cases, they, they solve the problems more quickly. Dude, I'm going to be honest when I need to be creative or think something out of the box or like come up with an episode description, things like that. I definitely throw on 741 hertz. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's said to have extremely profound effects with, with thought processing and, and yeah. Um, There's more to it too. Supposedly 741 hertz does other things like, um, like uh, kind of like that same cleaning effect that you talk about with 174 or whatever. Yeah. They say that it can sort of uh, have some sort of archetypal effect on your cells, your DNA, your unconscious mind that will cause you to leave like a more stable and balanced life. Because that's oh, the thing. Yeah. That's, that's where I wanted to kind of come in real quick and talk sure. about the frequencies is, you know, I come at this from an angle of like cymatics and sacred geometry. Yeah. These nine frequencies, you know, I know we've got two more for you to go over, but I just wanted to say this. They start with a one and then a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They go all the way up to nine and it's numerological. Each of the frequencies, when you use Pythagorean math to add the numbers, because um, each of the frequencies have three numbers, you know. Yeah. Uh, they end up being the sum of three, six, or nine. Right. All of them yeah. either. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's like some cymatic stuff. So I believe in some multidimensional way when you're hearing these frequencies, they're making sacred archetypal shapes on your consciousness, on your mind, on reality itself. Well, that's that is proven to be true. And I'm going to. Yeah, go, yeah, gonna, yeah. There's studies gonna, on that. I'm going to go into it a little bit. Um, uh, the next one, 852 hertz. Uh, so this one is returning to spiritual order or awakening intuition or your third eye. Exactly. So we, that's something that Ryan and I talk a lot about. I don't know if we've touched on it a ton on the podcast, we but not. following intuition, you know, we talked about let your conscience be your guide. That's, that's something that's an extremely spiritual, uh, kind of thing is if, you know, if we're following the thread that we are in a consciousness matrix and everything around us is created by this collective mind, this, cre this collective energy that we all share. Um, then things like, you know, synchronicities and w whatever, uh, intuition would essentially just be like allowing you to see synchronicities before they happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or at least guiding you towards synchronicities. Yeah. 100%. Right. That, that would be a, like an easy way to describe it. It's also, intuition. it's also just like a filter in your mind that, that guides you towards, uh, you know, extremely relevant or true information you know like you might have intuition about a choice you need to make and you know you feel it in your gut and you follow that choice which by the way 95 percent of the body's serotonin is produced in the gut you know? right yeah serotonin is in, in in it's linked to like your emotional state which i believe is the mechanism that's connected to your intuition that's yeah. another conversation but sure sure yeah but but essentially so this this um this 852 hertz it is meant to put you on the path to uh, awakening your intuition. So it's essentially like clearing the path that guides you towards synchronicities or, you know, things like that, or like you said, profound knowledge and truth. Um, and so that is the sixth of the, the original um, six. And then the final one is 963, which is Turn to oneness is is like kind of what it's called. This is also seen as like the transformation frequency, the manifestation frequency, and um, this is the only one that I, I actually looked at like the the connection to the chakra. This one's connected to your crown chakra. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 963, which yeah. is... Which, the crown chakra, as I understand, is like the cosmic chakra. Like, yeah, like, well, it's literally awaken oneness. Like, it literally yeah. return to oneness. Yeah, it it's yeah. like oneness is the collective consciousness. It's breaking down the illusion that we're all separate. Exactly. Like, once you reach that level, you realize like we're really not all separate. We're really all in some cosmic, uh, macrocosmic way. We really are some uh, entity experiencing all there is to experience uh, through through you and me and other yeah. people like that's that's what it is we're all just the same soul experiencing different things yeah yeah um so yeah those are those are the nine main solfeggio frequencies so um now that we've kind of described what each one does I, I just want to i just want to insert a little bit of science here right um so when when you're looking at sound in general um there's this concept known as resonance ever heard of it yes yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a, like an expert, but I've heard of it. Um, re- basically, what resonance is the the way that I usually describe it to people is um, I'll read the definition first, and then I'll describe what kind of what it means. So, the reinforcement or prolongation of sound by reflection from a surface or by the synchronous vibration of a neighboring object. Uh, can you explain like I'm five? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the the way that actually it's really cool many 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 years ago when i started like playing music i came across this how old were you 12 right yeah let's say 12 12 13 yeah. was, that was when i started playing guitar right i was playing piano younger than that and then violin and a bunch of other stuff but i started playing guitar at like 12 13 ish and um, I, I inherited a couple of guitars from my late grandfather. He passed away when I was like one years old, which everyone in my fa- actually, sorry, he passed away before I was born. Everyone in my family says that I'm like an exact reincarnation of him. And I never knew him, but he liked Lord of the Rings. He liked Star Trek. He liked 2001 he, A Space Odyssey. He, that was his favorite movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey. He played guitar. He loved music. He was like a super positive, silly, goofy guy. Dude, he, he was, from what I hear, he was like just the greatest. And everybody says that they, I remind uh, them of him. But anyway, um, I, I, I discovered that when I first started playing guitar. Uh, I inherited two acoustic guitars from him. And I used to just like fiddle around with them and didn't know what I was doing or whatever. But once I actually started to learn, um, I would have like both guitars with me. And one of them is like your traditional um, steel string or nickel string guitar, which is just like a traditional, like the, the guitar that you have, the acoustic you have, right, just right. a normal, you know, guitar. The other one is what's known as a nylon or a classical guitar. That's like when you hear like beautiful Spanish guitar and stuff, and it just sounds really just like quick and flowy and beautiful. Um, that is nylon strings. So they're plastic, they're softer, um, and they produce a softer tone. Um, so anyway, um, as I was learning, uh, I'm playing on the like steel nickel string, the normal guitar, and I would be playing and every now and then, for whatever reason, I would play a note on this guitar and that other guitar that was sitting next to me would hum, would hum the same note that I was playing. Yeah. Which like when it, when it first happened, I was like, "What in what in God's name is even happening right now?" It was like literally like magic. Like I didn't touch that guitar, and it's making noise now. It's it, mind blowing. I later found out that nylon strings resonate much more easily than metal strings. Um, so that's what that was. So essentially, what the way to explain it to you if you were five <laughs> is you put two guitars by each other. If you play one note loud enough on one the same note on the other guitar gonna vibrate is going to vibrate string. by itself. It's just going to start yeah. vibrating. It's That's just kind of like some quantum entanglement shit, dude. It's like two particles being entangled at a distance. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's really not, but that's just like where my imagination took me. For sure. Spooky you know? action at a distance. Yeah. That's like the weird like, yeah, yeah, term yeah. for that. Um, 
but but yeah so that that's essentially what resonance is so that means if a note a frequency is is vibrating throughout space It'll, and it and it happens to interact or intersect with something else that can produce a tone like that it will produce the same tone so you're saying it will resonate with our body when it comes to sacred frequencies that's the entire concept here it's that uh, these specific frequencies resonate with the human body. Wow. Dude, so um, kind of going a little bit out of the box here, uh, but, you know, if you know anything about me, there is no box. There is no spoon. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs> um, there's a Matrix quote. Shout out Neo. Shout out myself for, out for making the quote. Yeah. And, and uh, while we're at it, <laughs> while we're at it, just go ahead and shout me out too. I'll think about it. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, so so this this guy who worked for the Pentagon, Alex is cracking up. <laughs> Alex, you can't laugh until you get a microphone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so there's this guy named Timothy Taylor. I know I keep introducing him like a new person every time, but I'm just always assuming people have never heard me say it. That's safe to do. Yeah. Yeah. So this is guy who worked for the Pentagon. He was in the secret group called the Invisible College. They did some occult stuff. Uh, studied some occult shit. Told my dad about some occult shit. Anyway. Um, one of the things he told my dad was that the human body is like an antenna that, that, that emits a certain frequency. Dude, that's literally what, yeah, that's exactly. That's, that's like NASA stuff. That's exactly he was what from we're NASA, talking about here. I mean, this is just fundamentally true about, it is true. about the human body. It's absolutely true. Hey, do you hear all these like sounds coming out of my body right now? Do you hear all this? No. Oh, <laughs> Well, oh, you mean you, your, your mouth? Yes. Oh, I hear that so much that I, I just tune it out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like the frequencies. And no. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. like, like, you know, we, we produce sound. You, you know, it's yeah. our vocal cords produce sound. Um, and there have even, by the way, this is wild, wild. There have been experiments done uh, with resonance where you can get the human vocal box to produce, like... To uh, sympathetically produce tones. Dang. Through resonance. Dude, I heard that ohm is 432 hertz. Did you come across that in your research? Yeah, ohm. Would you say that's true? mm -hmm. Yeah, ohm is 432 hertz. And 432, while it's not a solfeggio frequency, some would consider a sacred tone. Now, do you mind going over that real quick? 432? Me? Yeah, what you know about it. Yeah, so what I know about it is there's a lot of... um, Supposedly, I mean, I'm not a freaking mathematician. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a Scientologist either. Oh, but good, good thing you clarified. That. I'm not a Freemason. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I've seen a couple comments out there like these guys are Freemasons or, or uh, Illuminati. Yeah, or what? whatever. Dude, we're f- kids basically. <laughs> like we're 27, 28, but like we're just dorky kids. We yeah. play video games. I don't got time yeah, for that. Yeah, play video games, see interdimensional beings of light, parlay Dude, with the CIA. Dude, we both have full-time shit. jobs. Like we, we don't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> we but, don't got, we don't got time for that. We're also Bro, if we try if we if we sit here and we keep trying really hard to explain that we're not in it, we're only going to incriminate ourselves <laughs> for being in the Illuminati. People are going to like the tides are going to turn, they're okay, not going to believe fine. us. Uh, it's just I just found it silly. But yeah. anyway. Let them believe it. Yeah, that's fine. What was I saying, dude? Oh, 432. <laughs> 432. So, um, yeah, so it supposedly there's a lot of math behind 432 hertz that aligns with like the pyramids and other sacred sites around the world. Um, it's supposedly the same concept as the solfeggio frequencies. It's just not on that same like numerological scale. It does end. So let's see, four and three is seven plus two is nine. So it ends in nine mm. with the Pythagorean math. Um, I know Rudolf Steiner, who was like a, a, a early American. I don't know what, what decade he was like turn of the century. Maybe, um, again, his name is Rudolf Steiner. You definitely want to look him up. He said he had a claim that if everybody in the world listened to 432 Hertz, we would enter like a spiritual awakening. Because of the wow. f- effect that it has on our mind and body, spiritual, you know, resonance, whatever. Wow. That's, that's wild. Yeah. I wonder why. I mean, so actually I, I know why 432 is not one of the original solfeggio frequencies. So there's some debate about when exactly they were discovered right. and when they were implemented. And, you know, there are suggestions that uh, were thousands of years, you know, BC, BCE, whatever you want to call it. Um, there are, you know, examples of it existing. It, it's not, it's not 
completely concise, completely proven historically, but um, but there is a lot of supporting evidence that says that. But um, the solfeggio frequencies that we know today, I'm gonna, I kind of want to talk about how they came about, okay. how you know how we discovered them. Or, or whatever. So we'll go into the history a little bit, but um, uh, notes in general. Um, when you're so so when you have an instrument, you have to tune that instrument to be able to produce specific notes, right? It's not like you could just pick up any instrument and just slap some strings on it or whatever, and it's just going to play music inherently. Right? It's not. It's not going to do that. You ha- there's a system. There's math involved. That it's literally exactly math. What the original musicians, like the original instruments, the very oldest instruments that that were found, uh, were found to be tuned to either one system or another. So it's, you know, it, it, it's always been known that, that, you know, these are mathematically found uh, tones or, or tunings or whatever. So, um, so I want to go over the history. Um, so in the fourth century, which would be like 500, you know, that you're 500. Whatever, AD. AD, yes, AD. Um, there was a Roman philosopher mathematician and music theorist which by the way when you look throughout history most mathematicians like the really profound ones like pythagoras and you know they're also music theorists Hmm. a lot of them are not even musicians they're they're just music theorists interesting music is maybe because back then they didn't do concerts on youtube and get millions of views (laughs) probably yeah it's probably not a very rewarding life probably not yeah but it's like you know, e- even if they didn't make the music themselves or produce the music them- themselves, they recognized that it was based in math and they could not help but follow their curiosity and, and theorize. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, so anyway, um, yeah, this guy was named Boethius. He, he was an Italian or a Roman um, ph- prolific philosopher, mathematician, and music theorist. Um, he wrote uh, a, a, a work that was known as De Institution Musica, which it wasn't printed until like a thousand years later. I, wow. mean, I mean, you know, the printing press wasn't invented or whatever, but, um, and around the exact same time was Pythagoras, you know, in the, right, in, right. In the, in the fourth century. Um, and uh, this, this sort of concept um, that Boethius began to develop, it heavily borrowed from Pythagorean tuning, which was the concept of tuning. Uh, it, it's a mathematical tuning system in which all the notes in a scale are what's called a perfect fifth, which interestingly enough, perfect fifths resonate with one another. Hmm. They, they, in music, perfect fifths always resonate with one another. But um, our modern tuning does, is not based on perfect fifths. It's actually, it's wild. I'm going to go into it a little more. So, um, so that happened in the fourth century. You have Pythagoras um, developing mathematical tuning systems, and you have Boethius in, in Rome who, who was sort of making derivatives of that and, and kind of fine-tuning. Um, because the, the ones that Pythagoras, the, the tones or the tuning system that Pythagoras uh, developed were not exactly the solfeggio frequencies. They closely approximated, in most cases, within like 10 hertz. So they very closely approximated, but I think this this Boethius guy really like pushed it over the edge and and really got it kind of. I, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of. I didn't stumble across Boethius in my research. Yeah, it, it was th- this research kind of process was very much like jumping down a million rabbit holes. It basically, yeah, that's pretty it, much my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> every name, every date, every reference, every definition, whatever, I looked it all up. Um, okay, so you have that occurring way back in the fourth century, where they're they're kind of developing these solfeggio, you know, the, or at least approximating these. And then we're going to jump way ahead into the eleventh century. There was a Benedictine monk. Now, this one I came across. Do you know the name? I don't remember the name. Well, really, interestingly enough, this is an Italian guy, and his name was Guido. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Ryan and I are huge Jersey Shore fans. Gabs yeah. Gabs Yeah. Nick we, put me on Jersey Shore. He's like, you want to see some trashy stuff? Dude? Watch, watch Jersey, Jersey Shore. And I was like, you got it. It's the trashiest TV. It is, but it, that's why it's so funny. It's pure entertainment. Yeah. Anyway, this guy's name was Guido de Arezzo. Arezzo. Yeah. 
Um, he introduced a scale which he um, he he essentially piggybacked off the works of Boethius and Pythagoras, um, and he he developed the scale known as just intonation. Hmm. So intonation in music is is essentially just the concept of a, a note sounding the way that it's supposed to. It's like it's like sounding exactly to the the hertz and the degree that it's supposed to sound. Um, like with guitars, for instance, you're not supposed to leave like your neck leaning up against the wall because it could mess with the intonation, bend the neck slightly. It's just like all of the different uh, aspects that go into determining whether or not a note is perfect. Right. Right. So that's so this is called just intonation, aka what we now know as. The solfeggio scale. Oh, yes. So, so the the earliest recordings of the this stuff being developed is way back in the fourth century. But it wasn't until the eleventh eleventh century that the solfeggio frequency, uh, the solfeggio scale, was actually invented. Um, cool. And that that was those main six. And back then, it was just those main six, and they used them in ancient. Um, Sanskrit chants, Gregorian chants. Yeah, like for healing, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. for healing. That's when they began to tune bowls. Right, that to, they would like rub the little things around to make the tones. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and uh, it was found back, back in that time that they believed that it, it would bring you closer to God, essentially. Yeah. You'd be able to, you know, do those, do those frequencies, sing those frequencies, fill the halls of the church with those frequencies so that every member of the church would be aligned with like this spiritual energy. That makes me wonder, dude, seriously, just, this is like off the cuff. I've never thought about this. That makes me think if like, if, I'm just saying, what if, right? What if this is not one of like the <laughs> other, what if questions that just came into my mind right now, but what if there were certain words with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That when we say them, they have a certain frequency that I don't, that we don't consciously detect, and that's why they make us feel or behave or think or act a certain way. Yeah. You know, like you notice when you say the word "kill," you feel really bad. So I literally like you, you felt feel a it physical. Yes, I felt There's, it. I, yeah. So obviously, you know, I got my degree in psychology, and that's a real like bona fide study. Like they'll get samples i don't know what the sample sizes are but they'll get samples of people and they'll make them write like or, or say or hear or repeat positive words and negative words and they measure like the emotional states and they find that when people say the negative words their emotional state is lower um, and then they also do other really out of the box things like you know force people to uh smile and then it actually releases like endorphins and serotonin and things like that yeah almost yeah. like your consciousness reacts to um your physical state but you know, it, it just, I think it's sympathetic. I, I think it's it's sympathetic or, or, or symbiotic. Okay, think about this. If the one guitar can play a note and the other one rings, it's yes, the inverse yes. property. If this thing affects this other thing in this way, then the inverse must be true. So if 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 receiving uh, positive thoughts, words, affirmations, whatever make you happy and make you smile. Then smiling then is do going it to exactly do it backwards. It's going to instill those same feelings, and the same thing with negative stuff. That's yes. why, like, I, I'm I, I ain't with this negative shit no more, man. Yeah, I don't like to hear people talk negatively. I don't about, like to say the word hate. No, I don't. I don't like any of it because it literally makes me feel bad. Like it yeah. makes me. I felt when you said kill, even like the word kill, I felt in my heart like a little flutter, like a. Ooh, I don't. I don't like, dude. That. So that brings us to Doctor Masaru Emoto. Well. Wait. What? Before we do Masaru Emoto, let me let me finish up the history. Okay. Are you cool with that? I'm cool with it. All right. 
we I got one last major development in the history of the solfeggio tones, and this is a really important one. Um, we're, we're, <laughs> you have the floor. All right. We're going to jump forward to the 14th century. Um, this is when the solfeggio tones first began to disappear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is really important. Um, so this is when standard tuning systems started to change. Um, you know, 300 years essentially of having these like godlike pure solfeggio tones that were used. And to be fair, um, like the solfeggio turns won't, uh, they, they weren't like widely removed or, or they didn't widely disappear until actually like the early, early 19th century. There were still a lot of places where the solfeggio tones were found and used from in that 500 year gap. But anyway, um, that's when it started to change. So in the year 1584, there was a, um, a man, a prince, a Chinese prince of the Ming court named Zhu Zayu. That's, that was his name. Hmm. This, um, he is credited as the first person to create the 12-note no- 12 12 temperate tuning system, which we use today. That's like if you get on a piano, you know, it's just the same 12 notes repeating over right, and over. That's right. all it is. Um, and so those 12 no- that 12-note system... Uh, what he is credited as kind of creating it. Um, there's actually evidence that, you know, that a, a 12 note temperate system was theorized long before, but it was never created or put into practice right. until 1584. Um, which like I said, we still use to this day. Now here is where it gets a little interesting. Okay. I'm um, waiting. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there was a, a, there was a very famous, um, there was a very famous man around the same time known as Matteo Ricci. Hmm. Ever heard of him? No. He was an Italian Jesuit priest Ooh. of the Catholic Church. Right. Um, so this is wild. <laughs> he is credited with bringing the 12-note temperate tuning system from China and spreading it around the world. He indoctrinated that 12-note temperate tuning system. He, he, was solely, he is solely responsible for beginning to integrate that into the Catholic Church. And from there, it began to spread until, like I said, in the early 19th century, which most believe was around the year 1910, some say 1908. So hold on, hold on. Are you, are you saying that in ancient times, instruments like as a, a, you know, a standard practice were tuned to resonate with these frequencies. And you're saying because of what these, whoever this guy is, I can't remember his name. He's single-handedly the reason why we do not as a standardized practice play with those frequencies anymore. Yeah. So you're uh, saying uh, there was a conspiratorial thought maybe to remove (laughs) those frequencies from the public consciousness. Yeah, and, and I'll take it a step further, and I'll, I'll explain why I feel that that's the case. Uh, with, resonance, with resonance, in order for a note to resonate, it has to be within roughly like 10 hertz. Right, of the which same. is really small. I mean, you it's can't a, even detect that with the ear. Some say 20, but uh, I'd say resoundingly, most people say 10 hertz. Um, and all of the notes in our standard tuning system, people are tuned more than 10 hertz outside of each of these tones. Interesting. There's not a single one of the notes that we use today that approximates a solfeggio frequency. Now, hold on. Like, you've done an amazing job of explaining this stuff from a musical perspective. So Mm -hmm. I'm just playing, like, not even devil's advocate, but just kind of like another perspective here. A lot of people listening might not understand all the musical terminology. Yeah. So I just want to be clear... And, and just reiterate here that what we are telling people, because again, I, Nick didn't let me in on all of his research. This right. is kind of, I, I had no idea what he was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. What we're saying here is that in some point in the ancient past, the solfeggio and other, like the 432 hertz, these sacred healing frequencies were more widespread into consciousness. Is that what you're... At every, within that period... So it's like a forgotten knowledge so that's he, now researched. Here's the thing. Between like the 4th century all the way to the 11th century, the notes closely approximated the solfeggio frequencies. And in the 11th century, they were finally like honed and then began, you know, they, they, right. were, they started being used widespread. For that entire period, 
many in fact i would i would say the majority of ancient instruments were tuned to those frequencies right and definitely we know for a fact that between the 11th century and the 14th century instruments in general were tuned to those frequencies now look go ahead go ahead and beyond that all the way up to the 19th century there are guitars that have been found tuned to the solfeggio frequency wow there are there are there were many instruments found and it was only in the early 19th century that the entire world finally adopted that 12 note temperament thing so what do you think i i i've read this a lot i think what I, what i'm inferring here what i what the conclusion that i am i am like approaching is obviously i don't know we don't know you know but what i what it seems like to me is that um widely these solfeggio tomes were known known to heal to and heal and bring spiritual awakening and and it's like why the monks were chanting it's Literally. why if ohm is 432 hertz then i mean come on we can pull out our iphone and we can just play 432 hertz right mm -hmm. now what i was about to say is i see all over the internet well i mean whenever i google this it's not all over the internet it's a, mm -hmm. it's a very niche forbidden so to speak topic but i keep seeing the claim that 432 hertz resonates with the schumann resonance how do you feel about that well the so the the theta waves the schumann resonances are are known to all resonate with solfeggio frequencies mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say that's too far off plus 432 is not far away from 417 it is slightly past 10 but it's like 15 you know and there's a lot of people that believe it's within 20 hertz that notes resonate um so yeah i i, I think so i think absolutely but but what i was what i was what i am inferring is that i i, I am beginning to believe that these frequencies were intentionally taken away from us yeah uh yeah and and now music is is tuned to these 12 notes which i'm gonna be honest if you listen to these solfeggio tones in the exact hertz that that they're meant to be listened to they they sound otherworldly okay let me ask you this but the the 12 note temperament they don't they they sound shallow they 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 just sound vapid they they, they sound you know Shallow is the word. So if I was uh, listening to Bledsoe Setsa right now and mm -hmm. I heard you explaining these frequencies and I was really itching to try them, how would you recommend that someone listen to them for, you know, healing effects? Yeah. So um, Ryan and I have Apple Music. We, we use Apple Music for, you know, all of our music stuff. But you can also find these on Spotify. And YouTube. YouTube. Um, but I'm just going to... The, the specific... For free, by the way. It's all free. Yeah. yeah. The, the specific um, frequencies that Ryan and I use uh, for the solfeggio frequencies, we use... The, the artist name is just listed as Meditative Mind. That's like the name, the, how they list it. And then the album is just Solfeggio Soundscapes. Um, that has all nine that we discussed, and it also has a compilation one at the end that'll play all nine back to back. I think it plays like 15 minutes of each one. That's the one I fall asleep to every night. The one yeah. that just I just repeat that one. And then the theta waves that we use, we also use them on Apple Music, but it's elsewhere. The artist is Binaural Beats. The album is Theta Brainwaves. Yeah. And so essentially here, you don't, you don't want to get lost in like the artist, what, what you just, if you just go back and you listen to all the solfeggio frequencies and you find out like just Google search, you know, if you Google for, for example, you go to YouTube and you type 417 Hertz, there's going to be a million tracks. Just pick one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. And we didn't even, yeah. And you know, that, that's essentially though, the, those are the major points that, that I wanted to hit on the frequencies is like how they work, why they work. And it's cymatics, by the way. So and we, why most people haven't heard of them yet. And yeah, you know, we were going to get into cymatics as well, which the whole concept of cymatics is like when a note resonates with physical material, it create, it can create shapes. So it's really wild. Like if you tune if, you know, usually the way people do this is they have a speaker and then the speaker is pointing to like a small like table or square that has sand on it. And then they play a frequency or water or, or water. They'll do water. Yeah. <clears throat> and they'll play a frequency and they'll basically start from really low and they'll slowly dial up and you'll kind of see the material shake and geometric move. shapes. And then every now and then uh, you'll see 
real geometric shapes form on a specific frequency and then you keep going and the 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 picture fade the shape fades and then it's kind of a mess again and then pretty soon it sh- it forms another beautiful like symmetrical shape these wild geometric it looks like it it's sacred geometry it is it's, it's sacred geometry yeah. <laughs> that's how the universe is created in ancient religions pretty much all of them even in the bible it says in the beginning was the word in egyptian they you know they basically say i can't remember which deity it is but you know spoke the universe into existence uh brahma in, in india they say it was om and the whole universe was created by om there's this concept that everything is held together by sound or frequency now when you talk about like cymatics and how you take certain frequencies and they make these archetypal geometric shapes in water or sand, well, bro, the human body is 90 to 95% water. Yeah. Right? So it's resonating yes. with us. It's so making these shapes we're, we're inside playing, of us. Yeah. So we're playing these nine sacred frequencies, which, you know, there's a theory that these nine sacred frequencies might be the ones by which the universe is constructed in the first place. I can't prove that. Of course. That's yeah. a claim. So I'm just saying hypothetically here, like if we had this forbidden knowledge, these solfeggio frequencies, and we knew that playing all nine of them resonates with the water in our body. Right. And then Mm -hmm. you get into Dr. Masaru Emoto. Yeah. I personally believe this is one of the most important scientific discoveries of all time. I am really shocked that we don't even learn this in school. This is some, this is some next level stuff and it was verified to be true. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it could be replicated like without a doubt. This is a, this is a doctor. This is a literal, a Japanese doctor, uh, Dr. Masaru Emoto. And what he discovered was, you know, if you freeze water, it's a, it's a crystal, right? Mm Because ice is technically a crystal. Right. Um, when you speak to the water, again, this was Dr. Masaru Emoto's research and he, he verified this and was able to repeat the studies and found out this was irrefutable. Mm -hmm. When you speak to the water and you say certain things like, I love you, or, you know, you're my friend or beautiful, yeah, beautiful angel. Mm -hmm. It could be simple. Just like angel, happiness, peace. Mm -hmm. When you say these positive words to the water and then you freeze it, it makes beautiful shapes. Most of the time, they're symmetrical. They look yeah. like, like you beautiful. You Google images. They have photos of this. They look like snowflakes, like beautiful, symmetrical snowflakes. Now, when you say mean, nasty words to the water, death, like kill, hate. die, death, yeah. hatred, and then they freeze the water, it would make ugly, asymmetrical shapes. Asymmetrical. Yeah, like cracks and looks like damage. Bubbles. And he basically and... proved that like your consciousness and your will combined with the intention behind your words affects reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's, it's like magic. It's like the concept that like your words are magic so much so that you change physical reality. Yeah. It is quite literally proof that the things that come out of your mouth change reality, affect your physical surroundings. It changes reality. Basically, that's a simple way to say it, but it's true. It's shocking. your words yeah. change reality. It's shocking. So yeah. I'm just saying, imagine if there were nine mystical tones that could have a similar effect. But instead of being words, they're like archetypal sounds and shapes of nature. You know what? I love what you just said so much. We should end it there. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. (laughs)